0: This marriage is ending. My marriage is not ending. It's just on hiatus. To put his family back together,
1: Daniel Hillard needed a job. Do you have any special skills? I do voices. Yeah. Nancy and I are still looking for the other half of my head.
2: Look at me right now, money penny. Want to undo that bow and get to know you.
1: Mr. Hillard, do you consider yourself humorous?
2: I used to. And a decent home for his kids. How do you like it?
1: Can't you just tell
2: Mommy sorry? But he found a way. I'm placing an ad for a housekeeper.
1: Housekeeper?
0: Could you make me a woman to have both? Well. Wow.
1: Let's pray. No. You deny a doubtfire. Papa's got a brand new bed.
0: Still the same old dad. Good. Only better.
1: Dinner is served, madam. Wow. I'd love to get reacquainted. Can't you see the lust in that man's eyes? accents a little kind of muddled. There, really? Sir. Well, so's your tan <laughs> The terrorists they ran that way. It was a run by fruiting. This holiday season. Surprise. Robin Williams. Hmm.
0: Sally Field.
1: Who needs a husband when I've got you?
0: In a Chris Columbus film. Back off. Mrs. Doubtfire. I gotta talk to A father's work. Help! Help!
2: Help! Help! Is never done.
1: The first day is a woman. I'm getting hot flashes. hello and welcome
2: back to the movie bar podcast the average movie podcast for average movie fans by average movie fans the bar is now open what are we doing we're getting all close with i am your host john and i am here with my best friend and confidant
0: guess that would make it me justin (laughs)
2: because once again conspicuous by his absence kyle is not here so i think i think he went to the witness protection program Defend yourself, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. How you doing this week? Ready for another good one? Sure. Hopefully not as long as last week's.
0: Well,
1: we'll see. It's a good movie.
2: Well, a little bit of housekeeping. First off, I was wrong. Dreadstream did not come out. It, it debuted at a film festival April 11th. It did not come out on Shutter until August 6th. I mean, October 6th, 2022. So, I texted Kyle. He replied, actually. And he's pretty sure we did a Fresh From the Stream with you. Wow. No. So, I went back and I looked through my letterbox. And it said I watched it on October 10th. Which would have been right around the time we recorded, but it wasn't the October eleventh show or the eighteenth. So I have to do a little more digging. So this will be a continuing saga. Did we cover Deadstream? Nah, I don't know. Yeah. So another housekeeping, uh this past Friday I attended Silver Scream Con in Danvers Mass holy shit was not what I was expecting I had been to Monster Expo and Monster Expo halfway to Halloween which are smaller conventions this was fucking massive I didn't it was at the same hotel where Coco's key Coco Keys used to be I remember and a little bit of confusion as to where to go and where to line up but we figured it out and stood in line for half an hour for no reason because then i just decided to get the adam green and joe lynch photo op so i got to meet them and then i got to meet joe bob briggs who was really nice really tall too um and then i got adam and joe to sign the photo that we took together got another picture with him had a nice talk with joe lynch that We both had tears in our eyes when we walked away, but, um, it was fun. A lot of other guests, Alex Vincent was there, Christine Elise, uh, Catherine Cochran from Terrifier. Um, I think William Defoe was there Saturday and Chris Jericho was there Saturday. And the guys from the dead meat podcast were there. I think CJ Graham was there. Tony Todd was there, but his line was fucking way too long. And I get to do it all over again this weekend at Terracon in Marlboro. Except this time I'm bringing our mascot, Hunter. So maybe me and him will record something for next week's episode talking about that. But, um, so yeah, that covers Silver Con. Um Did you see the article? Did you see the article about a new Strangers trilogy coming? Yeah.
0: See what happens with that.
2: Yeah, um, I like the first two. The first two were good. I didn't see the second one. Yeah, well, especially the first one when they're like, "Why are you doing this?" Because you answered, "You were home."
0: Yeah, it's creepy as f.
2: <laughs> so. Yeah. So, we got two trailers we're going to discuss. Uh, we'll start off with Suitable Flesh since we kind of covered that mostly last week. I don't believe this is the official trailer. This was just one that was shown at the film festival, but what are your thoughts on it? I mean, it
0: looks like it has a whole lot of, you know, it has a whole lot of sizzle. Let's see if it has any steak.
2: Yeah. Has um, any steak. Um, I. Was talking to Joe Lynch on Friday, and he was kind of busting my chops because I wasn't going to be there Saturday, because I had a prior commitment. And he was like, "Dude, I brought my new movie. You got to you gonna come see my new movie?" And I was like, "You didn't bring your new movie." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I brought yeah. it." He was fucking with me, of course. But well, yeah. But you know, I said, "Well, I'm excited to see it. I believe I heard." Somebody say January for a Blu-ray release. So that's good. Um so we also watched the trailer for No One Can Save You. What are your thoughts on that?
0: That looks interesting. Um the old alien invasion looking thing. Uh it looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. Yeah, it does. pretty scary. So
2: it was giving me Signs vibes.
0: No, because this one actually looked like it had some action and was scary. Signs was M. Night Shyamalan, ding-dongs, bullshit.
2: I like Signs. hate that movie. But, yeah, definitely lots of action. That's uh, where the
0: alien comes out and does a little crotch wiggle to the camera. Yeah. I, I don't like that movie.
2: <laughs> well, so I think we will be covering this one. Soon, yeah, it comes out September twenty second on
1: Hulu. Hulu,
2: Hulu, bringing the heat all of a sudden with all these good movies.
1: Uh, we'll see. And the trailer that I am most excited for Thanksgiving. What are your thoughts on this one? Well, looks, looks interesting. It
0: does. Uh, it. it uh, I know it's been a long time coming, so. That dude from uh, Suits and Hostel there, yeah, black hair, he's creepy as fuck anyway, so.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It seemed like they redid a lot of scenes from the uh, Grindhouse trailer. Well, I'm sure they would, yeah. And the,
1: um...
2: yeah, I'm excited for this one. The only thing that took it out was that it didn't have the voiceover of Thanksgiving. It was just a normal voiceover, but maybe in the maybe in the trailer. That was just the teaser trailer. But that comes out November 17th in theaters only. Um, that'll definitely be a day one watch. I am looking forward to that. I've been waiting since two thousand and nine. Or uh, whenever the hell two thousand seven, whenever the hell Grindhouse came out. Um Yeah. Cool, cool. What you watch this week?
0: Well, let's see. Last Tuesday, I watched Crank, and I was about to watch Crank 2, but he stopped me from doing that. Uh, I've watched Step Brothers. We'll talk more about that a little later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've watched Mrs. Doubtfire.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that was it for movies.
2: I have to see in last sure. time last time we recorded was the fourth one okay sure yeah well i've had a light week i watched uh hell house llc have you seen that kyle had um terrifier i decided to watch that again and then friday night at on joe bob last drive-in there they showed the original 1988 night of the demons i I'd never seen that version i saw the other one the remake but never that version and of course mrs doubtfire so all right what's your pick of the week
0: well i went with the comedy classic, Step Brothers. Brennan Huff, played by Will Ferrell, Dale Doback, played by John C. Riley, have one thing in common. They're both lazy, unemployed leeches who still live with their parents. When Brennan's mother and Dale's father marry and move in together, it turns the overgrown boy's world upside down. Their insane rivalry and narcissism pull the new family apart, forcing them to work together to reunite their parents. Released July 25th, 2008. Directed by Adam McKay. I mean, this movie is awesome. I love this movie. It, if it's on, I'm watching it. I mean, just the, the drum kit. When they get grounded. <laughs> My
1: God. Some hell! What are you doing?
2: I <laughs> mean, movie. you you not get Randy Jackson's autograph. I mean... <laughs> Oh we a so
0: garage and play karate? Yup.
2: Yeah, yeah, we have so much more room in it.
0: <laughs> so much more room for activities.
2: Did we just become best friends? I think we yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, those two together are fucking classic. Uh yes, they are. That Talladega Knights.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm surprised we haven't gotten to Step Brothers 2 yet. Well,
0: they tend to hit once and then
2: Yeah. Yeah, fucking Catalina wine mixer. The
0: fucking Catalina wine mixer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, my pick of the week is Night of the Demons. Wild teenage girls, played by Mimi Kincaid and Leanna Quigley, hold a Halloween seance in an old funeral parlor to scare their friends. Released on September 9th, 1988, and was directed by Kevin S. Tenney um you know good haunted movie uh 80s style very 80s you know especially watching it with uh joe bob cutting in he actually had uh i think he had mimi Kincaid and leanna quigley on and linnea Linnea. Uh, sorry but uh yeah nice halloween movie get you ready for the month of october
0: All right, coming well, fast kyle what's your pick oh sorry.
2: no was Ky- kyle sent me his pick this week um it was you you, you watched brokeback mountain again big fan right, okay. yeah gotcha but uh yeah he said it was a good movie so there you go. thank you kyle for sending in
0: Thanks, you yeah. <laughs>
2: You can. You can go home. All right. Time for this week's main topic. Take it away, Justin. It's Mrs. Doubtfire,
0: dear. Troubled that he has little access to his children, divorced dad Daniel Hillard hatches an elaborate plan with help from his creative brother Frank. He dresses up as an older British woman and convinces his ex-wife Miranda to hire him as a nanny. Mrs. Doubtfire wins over the children and helps Daniel become a better parent. But when both Daniel and his nanny persona must meet different parties at the same restaurant, his secrets may be exposed.
2: Originally released on November 22, 1993, it was directed by Christopher Columbus, screenplay by Chris Columbus, Randy Mayim Singer, and Leslie Dixon, distributed by 20th Century Studios adapted from madam doubtfire was rated pg-13 had a run time of 120 minutes two hours and five minutes and is not currently streaming ah, anywhere. Ah,
0: ah, ah. it is currently streaming on hulu and tubi is it
2: oh, oh yeah. when i looked it up it said no, nothing
0: i started to try and watch it on hulu and then the commercial happened so let's screw that one to voodoo <laughs> <laughs> Our cast of characters, we have the immortal Robin Williams as Daniel Hillard and not fire dear. Sally Field as Miranda Hillard, Pierce Brosnan as Stuart Stu Dunmire, Harvey Firestein as Frank Hillard, Polly Holiday as Gloria Chaney, Lisa Jacob as Lydia Hillard, Matthew Lawrence as Christopher Chris Hillard, Mara Wilson as Natalie Hillard. Robert Prosky as Jonathan Lundy, and Haney as Mrs. Selner, Scott Caputo as Jack, Martin Mall as Justin Gregory, and William Newman as Mr. Sprinkles.
2: All right. So our movie starts off and we see an animated bird yeah, singing away to the old
0: really classic classic music I couldn't give you an actual yeah piece but going through it yeah the old Barber of Seville yeah so then
2: we see the cartoon cat kidnap uh grab
1: grab the the bird and shove a cigarette in its mouth Sorry, there's a cat scratching at my okay. door, trying to get in. So,
2: this is when we first get our interactions with Daniel Hillard. And he's playing the voice of the cat and the bird. And be, he then proceeds to ad-lib what the bird would be saying. Yeah. By is the it's cigarettes be,
0: he's right. as well. it's, it's, yeah, it Shouldn't be promoting that. This was
2: the 90s. <laughs> but it's funny when he's making these sounds and it's like, oh my lungs are black.
1: Oh. Just, <laughs>
2: <laughs> the bird's sitting there. <sighs> just enjoying a cigarette. Like So <clears throat> out of good conscience, he quits. And I I love when he pans up to the um the text, the sound text in the booth. Oh, yeah. and they're yeah, all, they're smoken, all so smoke all over the room and um, so yeah so he quits And when he's on his way out the door <laughs> piss off Lou <laughs> yeah like this first 5-10 minutes shows how really good Robin Williams was
0: oh yeah I mean his voices are the,
2: vo- the voice act like the different voices he could do so, any good father that quits his job goes and picks up his kids from school.
0: Yep, yep. Mm-hmm.
2: And promises
0: their child a birthday party that they're not supposed to have
2: because mom won't be home for a couple hours, dude. <laughs> so we all know where that goes. And moves. Yeah. Of and course. so, of course, our next scene we're at the house where there's a mobile petting zoo.
0: Yeah, man, big old party going on. People dancing on the table,
2: bunnies and goats and ponies and And kids running amok. Cute little old lady Karen across the street. Oh yeah, gotta call
0: up mom to end the fun. Yep.
2: So apparently Chris wasn't supposed to have a party because he was because of his report card, but dad being the cool dad you know throws him a party why not
0: i gotta tell you having just had sammy's birthday party yesterday um there's no way in hell anybody's getting that many people for a birthday party last minute like that
1: yeah (laughs) that was planned man
2: We know it from experience that was planned well yeah
0: especially all the presents that were wrapped in all that crap mm-hmm. i mean put a little bit more thought into that party when you're gonna put up you know yeah. that it wasn't planned
2: and you mean to tell me that he was able to book a mobile petting zoo within minutes
0: yeah in san francisco
2: yeah but you know it's against town uh city ordinance to have farm animals on private residence so 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 Melinda comes home, Miranda, Miranda. I'm sorry, Miranda. And big difference there guy. Yeah. I don't know where the hell that name just came from, but anyway, so she comes home from work, not happy. Well, you wouldn't
0: be happy if you showed up to a mobile petting zoo and a cop with the ticket book
2: out. Yes. While discussing several tickets. On violations multiple violations so she goes inside the house sees all these kids jumping around like that jump around and to find daniel and chris dancing on the table together the horse eating her cake The a horse eating her cake yep yeah. and party's over
0: Silverman, she reaches down under that cow or that under that horse, even though it was ill advised given that he drank a lot of water.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> pull the plug on that party. Yeah, so, so what's your first take of Daniel so far?
0: Uh, I mean, so far, he's uh, not 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 very responsible,
1: not like uh, Mr.
0: us, Mr. Mr. Fun Loving Dad.
2: Yeah, we're the responsible parents and Miranda well she's in
1: charge
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty much and Daniel gets to have all the fun and she gets what's left she's the bad guy she's always the bad guy okay put somebody's got to put a stop to the fun so so next her and Daniel are cleaning up like a good little puppy. He's falling around with a trash bag. And they're and fighting, having that inevitable fight. Yes. Which ends with her going, it's over. And him going, no, no, we can we can work this out. We still love each other. Yeah. Don't we? Therapy. We'll, we'll do therapy. We'll get through this. Cue scene. Courthouse. Mm-hmm. so the judge makes it a point to say that normally the mother is favored in these kind of cases but that was not taken into consideration but due to the fact of him not having a job yeah. or an apartment it's kind of hard
0: to house kids when you don't have a house
2: They do side with the mother and he gets visitation every Saturday. Now, as a dad, if put in that scenario, how would you react?
0: Well, I mean, you're not going to be happy about it. Yeah. I mean, you kind of
2: have to, at the same time, just take it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You don't really have a choice, but, but it wasn't permanent. The judge did grant him 90 days to get his life in order. Do what he says get your um, shit
1: together and you're good but
2: you know it's it's tough
1: mm-hmm. i felt
2: for him that that kind of opened some old wounds but so now he's visiting his brother frank and um aunt jackie <laughs> and you know that he's staying with them until he finds a place and he goes and applies he goes and sees his court-ordered um or court-appointed liaison or whatever I, I love when she asked if, if he has any talents Voices. I could be a hot dog I can I, I could be a hot dog yeah, <laughs> you know once again showing his uh comedic range yeah very funny with the vo- different voices and we have come to earth looking for an intelligent life form oops We're sorry. i made a mistake yeah um so she gives him a job uh, she sets up a job interview for him at a tv studio And he thinks he's going to be discussing these canisters on air, movies on air. You take those canisters, you pack them on a truck, you ship them. And
0: then you take those canisters over there, you box them up, and you ship them.
2: And what do you do after you box them?
0: You ship them,
1: jackass.
2: (laughs) So... Now, he's got an apartment. He's got a job. But his apartment's a mess. And he's Like mine was for two weeks after you left. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that clean before you got here, bud? No, it wasn't. (laughs) So, now, having dinner with the kids and... Miranda. Job. Pulls up outside the apartment building. Start talking. Just beeps the horn.
0: Yeah. But damn did.
2: it, they, they
1: are his kids too. Yes, they are. I would have and thrown something out the window. Yeah. I, you know.
2: So she forces her way into the apartment to get her get the kids who are eating Chinese food. There you go there. She's early. She, she was an hour late dropping them off and an, an hour early to pick them up. Mm-hmm. That ain't cool. Nope. Not cool. This is one we really should have had a woman on. <laughs> but. So he finds out that she is putting in a newspaper ad for a nanny slash housekeeper slash babysitter slash dinner prepper and he tries he you know he does try changes the phone number no i, I mean he tries to let her let him do it like mm-hmm. but she wants no part of that the kids do but she doesn't but as you said he does change the phone numbers couldn't do that nowadays because it's probably all done online anyways oh, so. you know that's how it was back in the 90s what was this 93 Yeah. So yeah. um. So he then proceeds to call her in several different voices.
1: Really, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <I> <laughs> Jolie, get back in your cage! <laughs> oh, you got
2: two boys and a girl, eh? Yeah. Well, I don't work with the boys since I used to be one. <laughs> I used to be one. <laughs> um, I am Chubb. Yeah. <laughs> do you speak english i right. am Chubb. so at this point she is completely freaked out by this cast of characters that he has created and has called her from different places in front of us was this before caller id
0: oh yeah buddy yeah i was looking at her phone yeah <laughs> i mean it they had it then but you know it's still plausible in the movie world to not have it
2: yeah so see life was a lot easier to prank call people back in the day mm-hmm. kyle and did you
1: refrigerator run in.
2: yeah until that fucking star 69 came up mm-hmm. did you just go ahead no i don't know
1: what you're talking about
2: yeah we're showing <laughs> our age now but uh so he goes now to swipe in for the kill
1: oh hello dear
2: and we are finally it's always introduced. Always the British.
0: Always mm-hmm. the British. It's always the British. That nice, yep. soothing way of talking.
2: Yep. So we're introduced to Mrs. Doubtfire. You for Doubtfire, dear. Well, he only got the name Doubtfire because of a newspaper article that said police. snare on the bar. Yeah. <laughs> police oh, doubt fire in arson case or whatever it said so of course Miranda is a because this lady sounds normal kind of follows the se- perfect yeah follows the same rules of life that Miranda would and sets up an interview for Monday at seven wasn't this something else Monday at seven we'll get to that uh, there was also somebody else visiting on monday but
0: we'll Not get to that, that
2: in a few minutes well she said she was going to come by on mondays
0: yeah but they, they don't have that run until after
2: yeah. so he returns back to frank and jackie's with the request of make me a woman and we see many different Variations until bingo. Any more work and he would have looked like mom. Mm-hmm. What well, what's your take on the iterations
0: of these of these? I mean, this was just great. I think obviously he could have cut out a whole lot of it just by doing the voice. Yeah. Because you 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 can you can build a you can build a body out of you know yeah out of a voice. Um, but no, it was funny. He's showing off his range. How well he does, you know, the old Jewish mother. Barbara Streisand. The young Jewish mother. Um, I mean it was classic Robin.
2: Yeah. So they they finally agree, full latex.
1: Full mask. They, full Makes mask. it
2: easier. Make the casting of his head. And Mrs. Delfire is born. Mm-hmm. So he goes for the interview.
0: Knows just enough to make himself the most desirable candidate. Granted, he's the only candidate because he changed phone numbers,
2: but <laughs> you know, mention... you think she would have looked at the, in the paper though, and been like, wait, that's not my phone number. You would think, but you know, plausible deniability. Um, she's so busy.
0: Yeah, who has time for these things? But he mentions, you know, how the little one looks like Stuart Little, which immediately will adorn you to any child when you mention anything that they like. Doesn't matter. You mention it, they are connected to you.
2: Mm-hmm. And, you know, Chris used to used to play football. European football. Say, for Chris, Chris mentions
0: that she, she she looks like a fullback and. He says yeah. she was, but for soccer. So, and then there's Lydia. Mm.
1: Typical, team. Typical team. Typical team. Typical
0: team. Oh yeah. Um, we do getting a divorce.
2: I mean, we did forget the scene where he's he's actually leaving the house after the divorce, and he talks about the grandmother. Mm. That's just about died. Yeah. So um in which we learned that he was reading Stuart little with um the little one um so miranda is head over heels in love with this lady and meanwhile bad-mouthing daniel yes. right in front of the kids <laughs> which yeah. you know it's
0: not a nice thing to do, so... No. She and does... Mrs. Doubtfire does edger to to push the kids upstairs and take the discussion into the kitchen where they're making a nice little cup of tea and Mrs. Doubtfire takes over, tells her to sit down, and just magically knows where everything is in the kitchen and it doesn't raise any red flags.
2: Well,
1: a
0: little I've bit, lived
2: here seven years. I still can't find half
1: the shit. And you put it there. I know. <laughs> but yeah it was uh i would have been very suspicious
2: wait a minute, you know you know what that shit is <laughs> wait a minute. yeah and,
1: and
2: she kind of gets a little suspicious well you know your way around the kitchen well oh well everything's all nicey and tidy up like there was a label that says spoons you know so um Mrs. Delphire returns back to Daniel's apartment. She gets hired. She yep, she does get hired, and she returns back to the apartment to find
1: the court appointee there. Yes, yes, Ms. Selnick. And she asks
2: if she asks if uh, Mrs. Selner asks if she knows Daniel Hubbard. Oh yeah. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm
2: his sister and brings her up to the apartment and then says let me go get daniel and runs back Kent mouse game begins yes proceeds to change out of mrs doubtfire back into daniel who says he's in the shower comes back out and mrs sellner has a pair of pantyhose attached to her leg as well as women's clothing all over the apartment he steps on the uh she steps on the mousetrap yep
0: oh you're looking for some cheese oh i could have got you something
2: yeah Yeah. but you know his sister is a messy house guest but makes a great cup of english tea english tea so why don't you take over for a bit from here
0: (laughs) so as she's making the tea uh back and forth getting robed and disrobed as Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, He's uh, getting the bodysuit either off or on and some kids across the uh, the alleyway see him disrobing. He's putting it on. Putting up a bit of a scene. Yeah, putting it on, whatever. The zipper's stuck either way. Um, And he goes to close the window to stop him from looking at Oh, Bye bye, Mrs. Don't Fire. The mask falls down into, this, into the alley below, where it then proceeds to get run over by a trash truck. Yeah. And he is screwed at this point because he's got the court appointed liaison in there no way to cover his face. So he heads down into the kitchen and is getting the tea ready when she joins him in the kitchen and he quickly. Smashes his face into a cake to give himself a face mask. Genius move. Very genius. Genius cover. He was saying it's a meringue face mask and melting and drops it in her tea and all that. That's kind of disgusting, but... Yeah, I
2: don't think it was perfect. meringue. I think it was frost. No, that's
0: what... Yeah, I know, but that's what she said to...
2: Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's the meringue to, face yeah, mask. Yeah, Gets okay. rid of wrinkles and... Uh-huh. Yeah. It's so. Which in. I mean quality save.
0: Um, <laughs> and you see you see your take a little and kind of rub it yeah. on your face. So that was that was a good a good good scene there. Good way to kinda you know play the two sides there over yeah. your own
1: ass quickly. I thought that was great. So very quick thinking too. Yep. Um so now we're back at Miranda's house, and once again, she talks about the court-appointed liaison,
2: mentions that his sister was living with him, not realizing that it's Mrs. Doubtfire.
1: Yeah. He doesn't even have a sister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And you know we see some scenes with her interacting with the family, like when um, the first day she's babysitting, and oh, all uh,
0: sitting there watching the Dick Van Dyke Show.
2: And Lydia Lydia puts up a fight, and what happens? You don't want to no, do homework cleaning. Yep, clean clean. clean, clean, clean. Well, she's got her feet up, drinking some iced tea, reading the uh-huh. paper. Yes,
0: it's very
2: nice. Um, let's let's talk about dinner.
0: That <laughs> was some hot flashes.
2: <laughs> uh, clearly not a chef in the kitchen whatsoever. No, no. Um, her her first day as a woman in getting hot flashes.
0: I mean, the... you you could tell it's a movie though, because there's no way you're getting that kind of a meal delivered to a house like that in that kind of a hurry. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, apparently it wasn't a hurry because she said you could have came a little faster. Well, and four meals for one hundred and thirty-seven dollars. Fancy, yeah. nasty food too. Yeah, I don't even know what the fuck it was. Orange shit, butternut that squash. Cu-
0: all of that stuff probably wouldn't have killed one of us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I'm surprised the kid ate it. The little one, yeah, but, no but um,
1: chicken nuggets.
2: <laughs> so let's talk about stew. Stew's now in the picture. Uh, wants Miranda to decorate what was his hotel. apartment.
0: Hotel, yeah, it's a hotel complex, or apartment
2: complex. And yeah. we learned there's a little bit of a backstory there between them.
1: Former right? lovers.
2: Former lovers. Um, but she's going through a divorce. But hey, what the hell? Why not? Right? Mm-hmm. You live once. You only
0: live once, man.
2: So. What is your take on Stu? I mean, he's, you know. He's Pierce Brosnan. Man. <laughs> I forgot he was in this, honestly. Well, I, I see this every couple of weeks, so I haven't um, seen this movie in a long <laughs> time, so it's been a while since I've seen it, but um I mean he he doesn't come off as you know, it's 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 he's
0: not playing the typical um, other guy in the movie, yeah. you know what I mean? He comes in like he has all the characteristics of being a douche. The look, His company, the look, the lifestyle, the nice car, the money, the nice things, all that stuff. But you know, he still comes off as you know a nice guy without. You know, without really living up to that that look, or until you know, you kind of, you know, when he's talking to his friend there later on, but yeah, you know, he, he's still at the at the front of it. He comes off as having some, you know, more higher intentions than yeah, normally you get in a movie other guy. So you know, that was different. So that was good. I mean, they 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 really make it in this more like robin pushing those kinds of things on him even though he doesn't actually show any of those characteristics
2: yeah like you know because you're kind of seeing it from his point of view like daniel's point of view and this new guy you know he's rich he's good looking he's muscular he's got nice things and the kids take to him right away like instantly wouldn't you if your
0: mom was gonna bring home
2: someone rich?
1: <laughs> as a kid, yeah. As a kid, maybe, yeah. But um, I wasn't going with now.
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> a long story, but uh, you know, so then Mrs. Delphire breaks off the uh, what was it, the Mustang? Well, the mercedes, mercedes Lumble,
0: yeah. and mercedes <laughs> limbo up,
2: and kind of oh dearie here i found this out in the city well Stu invites them all to come to the country club to the pool including mrs doubtfire got i include miss doubtfire so we're at the pool there the new little family is having fun well Daniel is sitting at the bar in drag. Drinking, drinking his trousers away. Yep. Trying to hit on women, not realizing what he's
0: wearing. <laughs> and
1: <Hey. laughs>
2: he has a conversation. Uh, Stu has a conversation with one of his friends at the club. Uh, who are the Rugrats? Oh, this new girl i am seeing, Miranda Hillard. Ooh, or... And as he's walking away. Proceeds to get bolted, belted with a piece of fruit.
1: You learned by
0: fruiting.
2: Yeah. Do went that way. So, you know, you definitely see the interactions between the kids and Stu and Miranda and Stu. And it's just killing Daniel slowly. But. What you gonna do? You
0: can't blow your cover.
2: Yep. So Daniel's back at work and... We see Mr. Sprinkles with the dinosaurs.
0: Some old man leaning on a camera there watching him.
2: Yep, and Daniel proceeds to put his foot in his mouth and says, what kind of jerk would keep this guy on the air after all these years? And it turns out it's that guy right there next to him. Mm-hmm. So...
1: Foreshadow, foreshadow, foreshadow. Yeah.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes so another scene daniel's up there playing with the dinosaurs he's got the king of the dinosaurs t-rex do 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 the old james brown mm. yeah the brontosaurus brown and he's the, having the time um, up
0: there he's putting out together a whole scene a whole act a whole play
2: yeah that's that, exciting. Not like Mr. Sprinkles who was like, and yeah, this dinosaur eats this dinosaur. Oh, no.
0: There's definitely a few scenes in between the scene we just talked about and the one we're talking about.
2: <laughs> yeah. We're kinda of, we're covering bases here. <laughs> but you know, um what 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 the hell was his name? Mr Lundy. Mr. Lundy. Uh Jonathan Lundy says you know what i like your ideas 7 p.m friday at
1: bridges so we return back to the miranda hillard residence and
2: her and the girls are trying to pick out a dress for her birthday dinner and ask mrs dumbfire's opinion the Those red the one great ones. the black one no, Mrs. Delphi wants something pure, you know.
1: Something from 1976 to her aunt's funeral. <laughs> covers up everything. Um, what do you think of the little, like,
2: comments she makes as she's walking out the room when they choose the short black dress? I miss, I don't remember the comment. Oh, you're calling me in here and ask my advice, but then you don't take it, so why even bother asking me? Uh, yeah.
0: Oh, we missed a very, very important scene in between the dinner and the and the uh, swimming. We forgot about uh, when uh, Chris and Lydia are up in their room. And oh, yeah, yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire's in the bathroom, and Chris comes running in and catches Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfire in a compromising
2: position, standing there, peeing like a man. She's got it all. She's got the testicles. She's got the penis. So it's revealed that to to Chris and Lydia that Mrs. Doubtfire is in fact Daniel in drag. And the first question out of Chris's mouth: "You don't like dressing like this, do you, Dad?" So, um. Very pivotal scene.
1: Yes. <laughs> but they can't let... Um, what the fuck was the third one's name? Natalie.
2: Yeah, can't let Natalie know because she's only five. She'll blow it. Yeah, and definitely can't let Miranda know because no. that was just fucking everything up. Mm-hmm. But it's during the dress scene where it is revealed that Stu has invited Mrs. Doubtfire to her birthday dinner at Bridges on Friday at 7 p.m. Shocker. Yeah. Now, now we got a big dilemma. Now
0: you get the dilemma.
2: Here it comes. Now she tries to get out of it by saying it's bingo night at the rectory and it's her night to draw the balls. (laughs) but Miranda insists she's part of the family now. She doesn't know what her life would be like without her. Yes, yes. She must go. She must go. And so now we have another scene with Daniel and the kids at his apartment. It's clean. They're having a home-cooked meal. Yes, yes. Miranda knocks on the door instead of just walking in. Is amazed at this research like this development that she's learning about Daniel, little does she know that it's she's she's really been practicing on her the whole time, but so once you cover bridges
0: so on our way to bridges, we have uh missed out and everybody arriving, and uh. As they're heading in, Mr. Lundy is also arrived. Mr. Lundy goes in first, gets seated in the non-smoking section. section. And so when it comes their turn to be seated, the maitre d asks Stu where they should be seated, and he's about to say non-smoking, and then Ms. Dubbar, No! <laughs> smoking! Ha, <laughs> Smoking! Geez, remember when restaurants smart. had smoking and non-smoking sections?
2: Remember when
0: airplanes had smoking and non-smoking sections? Jesus. Did um,
1: smoke everywhere?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, they off into the smoking section, they go. And the great chase begins. So, we got uh, Mrs. Doubtfire and everybody sitting over there. And she excuses herself, you know, makes a phone call. Gets a message, through that Daniel's going to be late to Mr. Lundy. All that good stuff. Uh... My what a few of my favorite scenes are always whenever, uh, you know Miranda and the kids are gone and it's just Daniel and Stew, yeah, like especially in this one where there's where he's go oh yeah she's got you know she's got power tools in the bedroom and <laughs> yeah. she's like, like calls one of them Rumple Foreskin and I mean, this is those scenes are great. Um. But she does excuse herself, goes into the bathroom, gets caught going into the men's room by Miranda coming out of the women's room, gets changed back into Daniel, goes over to meet Mr. Lundy, which he sits down. They get right into it, talking about traffic, got three drinks in them within 30 seconds. And then he excuses himself there and goes right back into the bathroom to go back as Mrs. Doubtfire to order food and everything. And we go through the whole ordering of the food. And Stuart being very insistent that he does not get any spices on his food. Very important. And eventually, you get Mrs. Doubtfire make another excuse. Got to get out of there again. Running back over to Mr. Lundy. Which, this time when he comes back, he's got the lipstick on.
1: Mr. Lundy's (laughs) asking
0: why he's wearing lipstick. And he goes through with the whole, you know, the old frat excuse, oh, the ex-girlfriend works here, yada, yada, yada. and Mr. Lundy being the studio exec that he is. Well, maybe she's got a friend that we could take to the casting couch. Um, <laughs> back off of the staff. Yeah. He's got to go find, he's got to go get himself set up, which gives him an excuse to get back over to the table, to get over there with uh, the family and uh this time on his way through he takes a little swing through the kitchen and dumps a lot of pepper onto mr stew's shrimp uh, shrimp there uh but as he's coming back out he's pretty inebriated with all the drinks after sitting with mr Lundy. makes a wrong turn and goes to the
1: wrong table and sits (laughs) down in front
0: of mr Lundy, who's sitting there going Excuse me, miss. Can I help you? That's when Daniel realizes, you know, to, hey, yeah, how's it going? And Lundy's like, uh, <laughs> Daniel, and taking on his feet, he goes, "Well, I want you to meet your new, you know, your new host. This yeah. is you for your name, Doubtfire." Hip hop granny with the beep, pop, and the poop, and the bopping, and it gets right into the Bill Cosby there. But at this point, food served over at the other table. Stuart takes a bite. She doesn't know he's deathly allergic to these spices, and he begins to choke. Well, that creates a scene. The Delfire hears it and goes sprinting through. Help is on the way!
2: That's my favorite line in the whole movie. Oh, yeah. Yes. on the way, dear.
0: Yes, it is. It's the one that I always quote when I'm going to help my children. Uh, jumps through, gets the Heimlich on there, and he's really giving it to him. Uh, but through this, gets the shrimp out, stands up, and the jig is up. The Half is his up.
2: face is hanging off.
0: <laughs> and that is when Miranda realizes... Why she felt so known.
1: Daniel Mm. is Mrs. Doubtfire. So, in a huff, grabs the kids.
2: That was more than a huff. Yeah, that was a fucking worked. mental breakdown. Like, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah,
0: you've got to, yeah, just, blah, 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 blah. blah. I, I got to go. I got to go. I like, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, have, oh, to I yeah, have to leave. Yeah. Yeah. I have to go. Like, got to yeah. get over this. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because to think that, I mean, which you can get it, because right there at that moment, the things that's going through her mind is, you know, that person was the greatest thing that's ever happened to us but it was my ex-husband who put us in this mess. So why couldn't he just do this? You know, that's one of that's that thought process, you know, and you could see it. She did good with that. You could see that thought process just flow across her face. And then she got the hell out of there. So at this point, as low as he can go, we cue back to the old courtroom where the judge just basically says, I mean, you were a great actor. You managed to convince your ex-wife that you were this 63-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're going to get very limited visitation. Going to be supervised. Yep. And, I mean, his his chances are up. So, he is he's defeated at this point. He's, he's done. He's, he's, he's over. You know. Yep. But time goes on, he has his show. And one day, you know, Miranda and the kids are all talking about how they miss Mrs. Doubtfire and they're in the room, and all of a sudden they hear a voice coming from another room.
2: Hello, Darius.
0: And they are shocked to see Mrs. Doubtfire has landed herself in her own little TV show. And it's you know, After a few weeks, Miranda shows up at said TV show with a proposition for Daniel. Mm -hmm. It's heartbreaking. It's heartwarming.
2: Yes. I mean, I can't imagine what he went through during that time. Thankfully, you know, he got his TV show and was able to keep himself occupied. But, you know, we go back to Miranda's house it's time to meet the new babysitter the kid's not happy Miranda's not Miranda's a little too overjoyed for this you know when they're like come on let's go meet the new babysitter and they're like no but she knows why and they open the door and Daniel is the new babysitter gonna take his kids unsupervised mm-hmm regardless, she took care of the courts, um, so, and that's a wrap on Mrs. Doubtfire. So, let's discuss a little bit, uh, let's talk about Daniel's progression throughout the movie. When do you feel was, like, the key point that he actually, like, changes?
0: You know, that's tough. Because I I would dare say it's immediate for the most part.
1: I don't um, think, not
0: right away. No, I, I think that once he's in that role... Of Mrs. Doubtfire mm-hmm. the change was immediate because he, yeah, he did it through manipulation and all that stuff, but he used her to turn the kids around, mm-hmm. you know, get Chris to do his work and all that stuff, get Lydia kind of come around and not be such a bitch, um, mm-hmm. and he kind of committed himself to you know, actually being a parent more yeah. than he was when he was a parent. Yeah. But I think, like, over, like, I don't, and I think, that, honestly, that that's really, you know, the only change he really made. I think at the end, it wasn't so much a change as he just realized that this is the way it is now. You know, now I'm I'm still their dad. Yeah. I'm just not
2: there. You know. So I th- I think the key point in his change is when he sees his family with Stu. And because, you know, his first few weeks as Mrs. Doubtfire, he was still messy. Couldn't oh, cook yeah. for the life of him but then you slowly start to see like the changes coming when he can't cook and then i think like that scene when he's sitting with the kids at the dinner table in his apartment and it's a home cooked meal even though it's spaghetti and meatballs or whatever home cooked is home cooked yeah and i think that's when you see like okay now he's a, a changed man because you saw the apartment the first few times, it was a mess, Chinese food everywhere. Now it's clean, it's organized, he's cooking, and the kids are proud of him that he's changed, even though Lydia and Chris both know the fact that he's Mrs. Delphire at this point. But, you know, even Miranda sees the change. I think that was his turning point.
1: I mean yeah
0: there's that change there but I just mean like his because before the divorce like before he even stepped into the Miss Doubtfire role he was Mr. Fun and Games
2: yeah he was like a big kid he
0: wasn't the hammer he was the kid and her kicking him out kind of just you know yeah obviously destroyed him and all that stuff but when he stepped into the role of Mrs. Doubtfire like he literally stepped into that role yeah but it it it, and it in turn made him to be the better parent it kind of gave him the outlook to be the parent that he wasn't and he yeah. should have been the whole time so and i mean that was almost immediate so it's, i mean it's kind of hard like i get like what you're saying like that that's where you can see the change kind of seep into his life yeah you know what i mean but it's it's kind of hard.
2: So. Because if you look at Mrs. Delphire, he knew what Miranda wanted. Yep. And that's what Mrs. Delphire was. It was basically him saying all the right things and doing all the right things or trying to do the right things to Miranda's standards. So, um, how about the... Uh,
1: the concept of this movie? I mean, it was certainly a uh, a new way to look at a divorce movie. Yes.
0: You know, because um, a lot of them now, you know, a lot of them at that time were like yours, mine, and ours. Yeah. You know, where it was, you know, oh, here's a dad with six kids and a mom with six kids and we'll throw them all together and you see that side of it. Whereas this kind of, this movie kind of lets you see <coughs> what it what kind of happens throughout and you know what it, the toll it actually took on the family before they get to the point where they're getting all blended together again. Um, but it did it with a you know funny route.
2: Yeah, I mean it it definitely shows like the true side of things. Yeah, like, it made it a little bit more more real it's not fun when your parents get to Boston, yeah. you know, you can only see your mother or father. However, it's decided like so many days out of the week. But it's very innovative for him to come up with the idea to dress and drag and completely change who he is. But that would that shows that he would do anything for his kids. So it gives that like heartfelt message along with it that's at least what i got from it here's a big question which kind of ties into why
1: there was never a sequel would it hold up today i mean well nowadays this movie wouldn't be made because
2: stupid political people (sighs) and somebody (laughs) would bound to be offended by it that this man you got got a man to dress as a woman who doesn't yeah do it
0: on the yeah i know i get it yeah
2: it it's a sensitive subject yes um i'm so i'm surprised there hasn't been like a you know uh canceling of this movie some people are
0: untouchable i think robin williams is
2: untouchable yeah and so how about the length two hours and five minutes i mean it was a long one but
0: it i this movie's just too goddamn entertaining it flies by
1: yeah like you don't notice that it's that long it's just too big yeah um what's your favorite scene in the movie Oh. I don't know. I'm always kind of partial to the interactions with the bus driver.
0: Yeah. Um, He's always trying to hit on her.
2: Oh, like when the guy grabs her, her purse? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, for the... give it up.
1: Get out of pal.
2: <laughs> I have to say my favorite scene is when Stu starts choking in you.
1: Don't worry, Gary. Help is on the way.
2: Um. Okay. Directing and acting. Unbelievable. Yep. Chris Columbus is a great director. Robin Williams. Great, great actor. Gone way too soon. Um... Sequel potential reboot. Mean,
0: there's not really a sequel. You couldn't really do a sequel to this. He can't lose his kids and then do
2: it again, you know? Well, so I read an article that talked about the uh, original plan for the sequel. And it was he becomes something at a college where Lydia is going to be closer to her. And he has to dress up as Mrs. Delphire, but the script was reworked over and over again, and they just couldn't come to terms well, on. Part it. of the
0: problem would be he couldn't do Mrs. Delphire because you know, Mrs. Delphire is a TV character too, so people are going to know her.
2: But that might have just been in the local cable access. On that doesn't
0: matter if it's on TV. By that time, she's in. It's internet
2: age, man. And I mean, <laughs> this was somewhat rebooted with Big Mama's House yeah that's totally different same concept but different not so much dealing with divorce as like it's wholly different but if you could if we could reboot this who could you get to there's play nobody you don't think there's anybody that could play the
0: Daniel there's Perry. nobody who can be robin williams
2: there's people who could play i don't know that there's anybody who could do it quite the same yeah see that that's the problem nowadays is there's not you know the back in the old days there was people that were known for mob movies there were people that were known for comedy movies strictly comedy movies you know they do the serious role every once in a while but nowadays everybody does everything
0: and that's part of why they're all striking <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I mean, but. yeah, i mean i'm all I'm for the stop having these big big name people do voice acting and you know let the voice actors do the voice acting, let the big stars yeah. be the big stars um but i i just i don't I don't know that there's anybody who can do this the same way.
1: But then again, you know, we always say that and then somebody comes along and. Yeah. So do we, recommend... I don't have
2: the vision to see it. I no, say. I, I I can't think of anybody off the top of my head, but do we recommend this movie?
1: 1000%. Well, I just had it watching it once a month. <laughs> okay, That's a little much, but, uh.
2: IMDB gave it a 7.1 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 70 out of 100. Letterboxd, 3.6 out of 5. Justin, how many mugs do you give Mrs. Doubtfire? Four and a half. I'm with you on the four and a half. That's a four and a half from each, four and a half mugs from each of us
1: for Mrs. Doubtfire. What are we covering next week, Justin? Well, if there's no Kyle, <laughs> the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yes. Starring Nicolas Cage as
2: Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. Um, all right. I think that wraps up this week's episode. The bar is now closed. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at The Movie Bar Pod on Twitter, at The Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, and at The Movie Bar Pod on YouTube and TikTok, and at The Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook.
0: We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and most places you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to check out our website, www.moviebarpod.com.
2: That can. Thank you for listening and please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on social media or via email at the moviebar at Please be sure to like, review, subscribe. Please like, review, subscribe, and share the podcast with your friends and family. Thank you for listening. Bye.
1: Bye. Happy is on the